Welcome to episode 33 of the Unstoppable Podcast with special guest Reg Lenny. My name is Dan J. Gregory, and I am committed to hunting down the secrets of business mastery and human performance. My goal for the Unstoppable Podcast is to share insights from some of the most successful entrepreneurs, inspiring thought leaders, world-class athletes, and prominent celebrities to help you to become unstoppable in business and life. Each week, I'll be bringing you a new interview with an inspiring person and sharing my own results as I pursue the answer to the question, how can I create the ultimate edge in my business, make a significant impact, and live an extraordinary life? Greetings, Unstoppable Tribe. Welcome to episode 33 of the Unstoppable Podcast. I've got an incredibly exciting episode for you today. Last week, we heard from award-winning digital marketer Michael Devlin, who shared what it takes to build an online brand and create a profitable e-commerce business on Amazon. Today, you have the amazing opportunity to learn from Reg Lenny. Reg Lenny is a world-renowned, multi-award-winning health and lifestyle coach who has a client list that looks like a list of Oscar nominees, including the likes of Halle Berry, Al Pacino, Hugh Jackman, Britney Spears, Gerald Butler, amongst countless others. Reg supports some of the most powerful world leaders from royal families to corporate executives and the Hollywood elite while they prepare for roles in business, movies, TV, and in the boardroom, whilst also maintaining balance in their real life. Reg is incredibly passionate about helping people to develop extraordinary levels of physical and mental performance. And in today's episode, you will discover the 10 keys to ultimate health that Reg shares with all of his high profile clients so that you too can learn to go from great to extraordinary. Introducing Mr. Reg Lenny. So welcome to Reg Lenny. It's a pleasure to have you on the show, Reg. For the listeners, would you mind just giving uh, a frame about what you currently do, what your business is all about, and what you're trying to achieve? Hey, Dan. Great to be here. Thank you for the introduction and uh, inviting me here. My pleasure. Uh, I love uh, spending time with you. Uh, a lot of the, to- the talks that we've had together are very inspiring, so it, uh, it's always great to connect with people like you as well. So, I mean, what my goal is is, is uh, to educate people, to help people to understand that they do have a choice and that there are better ways to... Uh, to get out of their rut and get away from uh, the endless journey of failure and look at how to turn that into success in multiple areas of their life. So that's kind of where I get my passion. Um, You know, as you've seen on my website, my tagline is taking people from great to exceptional. And uh, I like to do that in all areas of their life. So that's really where my passion is. I love that. And uh, you know, one of my favorite books I read of all time was From Good to Great by uh, Jim Collins. And you've taken that to the next level. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, you know if, if for any of the listeners, if you take a look at Reg's uh, website, you know, worked with some of the real A-list clients. But I'd like to, and it'd be great to touch on some of that work later on, but uh, I'd like to take on a bit of a journey from where it all started. Would you mind sharing how you got started in your current field? What, 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 what inspired you to step into what you're doing now? And where did it all begin? Well, it all began uh, quite quite early in my life. I mean, I was born into a life of ailment and illness. My father uh, was diagnosed with brain cancer f- shortly before I was born, and he survived that for 15 years. So for the first 15 years of my life, I was uh, watching him in and out of the hospitals. He had nine brain operations where they actually took the top of his head right off nine times. Gosh. In between that, it was chemotherapy and drug radiation and all that sort of thing. Uh, and that was on the medical aspect side of it. My mother was more into the alternative, uh, as my grandmother called it, the hokey pokey witchcraft stuff. 
which is where uh, my mum was just into detoxing and cleansing the body, trying to figure out more natural or alternative ways of doing it. Uh, you know, the stuff that people look at and think is crazy. Mm. Uh, you know, going for walks, uh, trying to laugh more, cleaning the body, eating healthy, all those types of things. And, uh, you know, I, I always found that it was very odd that uh, when you, uh, you look at natural health and healing, uh, people think that's crazy. Uh, but yet uh, taking drugs and radiation and cutting yourself open, that seems to be like the normal right thing to do. <laughs> and and uh, that never really made any sense to me, although uh, I could understand the benefits of it. Um, yes. So, I, I, you know, uh, growing up, I, you know, I, I was always a kid that asked why, why and how. Uh, so, you know, when my father was doing the operations and the chemotherapy and all that, he basically lived his life either in bed or on his chair in front of the TV. Uh, I remember at some points he'd be on his, on the floor, on his hands and knees, hammering his head against the floor because his headaches were so bad, you know, he just, just wanted to die, you know? Uh, and my mom would kind of work with him slowly and very lovingly, uh, to try to get him out of that. And, um, you know, she would do things like detoxing the body and herbal baths and, um, you know, just making sure that he's eating natural foods. Uh, she also was very much into uh, reading books like Dr. Earnhardt's The Rational Fasting and how fasting actually helps to eliminate disease from the body. Again, all the hokey pokey witchcraft stuff. And, uh, you know, what I found odd as a young kid, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, is that when he was doing the hokey pokey witchcraft stuff, he was actually feeling better. Wow. And he, and he would act normal and he would, you know, be, become more of a father and he would be able to do some work. But then as soon as his grandmother got, or his mother got involved and he was back to the doctors doing all the medication and stuff, uh, again, he was back in bed and sick and, and not able to do anything. And, and I'm kind of sitting there as a kid going, well, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I, I didn't really understand it. Mm, so, yeah, so that got me very, very interested in how the body works and, you know, how, you know, how people get sick in the first place and how, why is it that some people get sick? And they go through uh, whatever treatment, whether it's natural or medical, and they get better. And other people go through the exact same things, and they don't get better. They, they end up dying or they stay sick for very long periods of time. And that got me quite interested. So when I was old enough, I, you know, I did want to be a doctor, and I started down that road. Uh, and a number of years into medical training, I just realized that it just wasn't for me. I, I, couldn't, you know, I couldn't really grasp it. Uh, I love science and I, and I love the technology and I love uh, what's available and what, what we're able to do in this 21st century that we live in. But at the same time, I couldn't understand why we couldn't combine the two of them. Uh, you know, there is magic in nature and there is magic in the, uh, the science and the, the revolutions that we've been able to accomplish. And I, I could never understand why there's this battle between the two. You know, why, why is there so much animosity between uh, the medical and the natural and why can't we bring the two of them together mm. so you know a number of years into medical training i i just decided well I, this is just isn't for me i i can't be in a place where if i ask a question i get into trouble you know or people mock me you know like why why is it bad to along with chemotherapy why can't we get them walking down the beach and breathing salt air and and detoxing and cleansing their body why why is that funny Yes. You know, why, you know, why, why do people mock that and think that's crazy, you know, to go up and to be natural or to laugh, you know, or, you know, instead of sitting in a, in a dark medical room, 
with false light surrounded by sad, uh, sick people, why wouldn't you want to get people outside into the sunshine to be happy? Um, so I, after a number of years, I just decided this was enough for me, and uh, I dropped out of all of it, and I went to India. Wow. So I spent, yeah, I spent seven years in India training in Ayurvedic medicine. Amazing. And then uh, got into Eastern Asia. I spent another three and a half years uh, doing traditional Chinese medicine. And that's where I kind of really got into the whole hands-on treatment, you know, and, and understanding how the body actually works. And, uh, you know, everything from trigger point therapy to acupuncture to energy balancing, muscle balancing, body alignment, how the organs work, you know, how we digest food how stress uh, affects the body mentally and physically and all those types of things. So, yeah, yeah, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a why guy. You know, I, I don't like to just, you know, get a diagnosis and go, okay, you've got cancer, now let's focus on the cancer. I'm more as a, you know, why did you get whatever you've got or why can't you achieve what it is that you can't achieve Yes. and uh, figure out how to, you know, how to do it rather than let's maintain low levels. I want to forget the low levels and let's maintain high levels. Wow. Wow. So it's a really quite a varied background in terms of getting started. So then, so in terms of then setting up your own, your own business, how how did you go about then taking all that knowledge, that expertise and practical experience? How did you go about then taking that and and creating a, a business from all of your knowledge? Well, again, I mean, coming from, from somebody who's not an entrepreneur, um, I just, I never really fit into the, the structure. Uh, and again, the structure never really made sense to me. So initially I, I, um, uh, when I came back from uh, India and, the, and uh, Asia, I uh, went back to Canada into British Columbia where of course nothing is recognized and you have to be certified and everything. Uh, so I became an RMT, which is a registered massage therapist. Uh, and that took uh, just over five years to get that certification. And uh, working in that, again, it was very, very structured and very controlled on what you can do and what you can say, very much like the medical system is. And uh, you can only talk about certain things. So, uh, you know, like a medical industry, you know, if you know that, you know, garlic, for example, is very good for you and it's a natural program pro, um, uh, product, you can't really talk about it. You can actually get into, into trouble by, by discussing it or offering it to your clients as, a, as an option. So again, I, I stepped away from the structure of, of what people are telling me I can do. And I, I more just stepped out of that. And, and I'm always looking to how I can help my clients better, you know, uh, and looking at all aspects. And this is kind of how I started developing my 10 keys to ultimate health and success, you know, because I, I initially uh, set up a clinic. It was uh, called the Stress Relief Specialists. And my goal was to help people eliminate stress in their life, uh, figuring that uh, stress was the number one cause of aches and pains and disease. Uh, Many people that were coming in uh, to, uh, you know, to complain about back problems or neck problems or whatever, uh, you know, they could feel great after having a massage or doing some exercise, but they'd go away and a week later they'd come back with the same problems. And I'd ask them, well, what did you do between last week and this week? (laughs) Well, nothing. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So, you know, the meaning of insanity is doing the same things yep. over and over and expecting a different result. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I really started opening my eyes and trying to figure, okay, well, what can I do to help this person not have to come back on a regular basis? And again, taking a step back, one of the things that kind of frustrated me about uh, taking training through the RMT Association was that 
a, a big part of our training is how to build a successful clientele list. As you know, you know doctors, massage therapists, chiropractors, most of their uh, their success is having a roster of clients that are coming to see you on a regular basis. You know, if you uh, if you ask who is a successful therapist or specialist in your area, well, it's usually somebody who has a large roster of people coming to them and they're so busy with their regular clients that you can't get in to see them because they're they're so good. <laughs> and and I always thought, well, that's kind of backwards. I, I yes. didn't really understand that concept. And, uh, you know, I didn't want to be so good that I had so many people coming to be, see me on a regular basis with the same issues. Yeah, absolutely. And in, and in fact, I for a while, I actually worked with a, uh, a chiropractor. So, you know, he was doing the, the bone cracking and I was doing uh, a lot of the other muscle and energy balancing parts. And after two months of working with the guy, he actually asked me to leave the office. And I asked why. And he said, well, I'm healing people too fast. <laughs> and, and I said, well, well, what does that mean? Isn't that exactly why we're here? And he said, no. He said, every time that you heal somebody and they don't have to come back, it's costing me money. When, when we lose a client, I now have to pay for advertising and marketing to replace that client. Gosh. And I said, but if he goes away feeling great, and they don't need you anymore, isn't he going to tell all his friends and neighbors and, and you know, they're going to want to come and see you too? No, nope, doesn't work that way, he says. Mm, Short-sighted. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so it really, uh, I, you know, I've, I've been quite confused on my journey through health and wellness. And, uh, I, I, uh, you know, I don't really fit into the norm. So, um, you know, my goal is to help people and educate people as, as rapidly as I can and completely as I can. Uh, by guiding and supporting them to take control of their own life and helping them to understand what they need to do in all aspects of their life so that they can move forward and become the best version of themselves without having to deal with the negativity of life, but uh, you know, supporting them in, in all the little things that come along. Awesome. Uh, what, yes. what, what have been some of the defining moments on your journey so far? Defining moments? Um, well, I mean, uh, when you say that, I, I, I think of a number of clients that I've worked with where, uh, you know, they've been going to specialists and doctors and, and uh, other people around the world. Like, for example, I can think of a lady right off the top of my head, Mrs. Karen Locke. When I first met her, she'd been in a wheelchair for 11 years. Uh, she had a disease called peripheral neuropathy, which uh, is a breakdown of the uh, electrical system in the body. So it's kind of like uh, arthritis, very bad version of arthritis where you know, they start to lose function in the hands and the legs and the body aches. And she, uh, you know, went from walking with a cane to walking with crutches and then ended up in a wheelchair and then ended up, you know, living in a home where people had to take care of her. And of course, from there, she just goes into depression and, you know, your life just goes downhill. And uh, I had met her through a friend of hers who asked me to go and work with her. So, you know, we just slowly started working together and, and, uh, you know, I asked her what her goal was. And, I, you know, before I work with somebody, I always want to get very clear on what they really want. Yes. Because, one of the, you know, one of the biggest uh, learning aspects of my business and the hardest part is to uh, realize that we can't do for other people. We can guide and support and help and educate, but we can't do it for them. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, I have to understand if somebody actually really wants to change their life or if they just say they do. Yes. Because there's a big difference between the two. 
Well, this lady was, was very adamant that she wanted to change her life and she had some very uh, um, exciting goals that she wanted to achieve before she uh, ended her life. So uh, we worked towards those. And uh, within six months, we had her out of the wheelchair walking wow. around. Wow. Uh, within eight months, we had her living in her own apartment on her own, fully self-sustained. And within a year and a half, uh, I drove her to the airport and she jumped on a plane, went around the world trip all by herself, which Stunning. was the goal that she Stunning. always wanted to do. And I mean, that was big. That was, that was a huge changing point for me, uh, where I could see the power of the body and what people are really able to achieve. And from there, it's just grown. You know, I've, I've had the great opportunity to work with people with cancer and AIDS and diabetes and, you know, high blood pressure and all kinds of different ailments and disease, broken backs and you know, hip replacements and things where specialists have told them that, you know, they got to deal with this the rest of their lives or this is going to kill them. And they've proven that that's not actually fact mm. that with the right mindset, with the right support, with the right guidance, uh, really there are no limits. And I mean, the internet is full of testimonials like this, you know, it's not like, you know, I'm, I'm working with angels and blowing smoke up people's bums and doing <laughs> things that are magic and hokey pokey witchcraft stuff. You know, it's more common sense, realistic stuff where, you know, it's, it's working within people's limits and helping them to push beyond them. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, when, when people get that spark of light that anything is possible, the reality is pretty much anything is possible. And it's pretty exciting to work in that field, you know. Awesome. It would be remiss of me to not speak about, I know that in terms of the client roster that they worked with, in terms of some of the A-list uh, clients that you've had, I know that would, there would be dream clients for many, many people. And a lot of the work I do with clients is helping to elevate their positioning so they can work with the top end of the market. So would you mind sharing uh, some of your experiences of working with, you know, I'll, I'll leave it to you to choose who, like, if you want to name drop some of the people you've worked with, but um, how you kind of entered in that market and ended up working with some of these high end individuals in business and celebrities and actors and these kinds of people. How, how, how did you enter that market? How did, how did you get started with those kind of clients? Well, again, I guess it's just being very passionate about what I do. And, and you know, word spreads, you know, when you're when you're passionate about what you do and you're focused more on results uh, rather than money. Uh, or building a clientele list, you know, and you're doing everything you can to be the best version of yourself and helping others to be the best version of themselves, people talk. So, I mean, for example, you know, one of the clients that I work with is, is uh, uh, Halle Berry. Yes. So, uh, you know, I, I did quite a bit of work with her. And, you know, people always say, well, how did you end up working with her? Well, you can't really walk up to Halle Berry and hand her a business card and ask her if she wants a massage. <laughs> you know, I, I'm sure, you know, that might be fun to do. Her, her security would probably be all over you very quickly. Yes. Uh, and, you know, she'd probably think that you're a bit of a stalker. So with those type of people, you can't really approach them. But it is a matter of being around in the right places at the right time uh, and providing the best services that you can. And, and treating them with respect. I mean, obviously, as you can imagine, you know, when I'm working with people like that, I'm constantly being asked to give interviews and, you know, give information about them and stuff. And, you know, I don't treat them any differently than I treat anybody else. You know, they're amazing people. They're powerful people. It's, it's, um, it's you know, beyond words to hang around with them and party with them and work with them. But at the same time, they're human beings. Yes. You know, they need to be treated with respect. Uh, and they also need to be treated like they are just a normal human being. 
uh, one of the biggest issues that they come across is that they get treated like gods all the time. Yep. And, and that actually causes uh, a lot of problems for them. You know, because if you can imagine, you know, on one aspect, it's, it's a very big ego boost to be treated like a god. But on the other aspect, uh, how do you find your balance in your own personal life? You know, how do you live a normal life in the real world when everywhere you go and everything you do, there are no limits? You know, you can do anything with anybody, anywhere, anytime with no limits. That, that's a bit of a, a mind game. Yeah. And, it, and really, I mean, I know it sounds fun, but I've been involved with that world for many years now, well over 20 years. And I'm telling you, it, it's stimulating, but it's, it's not a way to live 24-7. Wow. Uh, and that's why, you know, so many of these people have so many problems. You know, and I'm not saying any of the clients that I've worked with have had these problems, but you see constantly. I mean, look at poor Robin Williams, you know. Yes, and, indeed. You know, and, you know, all these people who are killing themselves. And I mean, Prince and, you know, Michael Jackson and all these guys that, you know, they have everything, everything. Mm. Like, they have nothing held back from them, but yet they're miserable. They, they cannot live a normal life. And, you know, as human beings, we're not designed to live like that, you know, and we need to find a balance. And that's exactly what I do with my clients is, is I, you know, I, I'm the, the anchor in their life. You know, I, you know, I, I treat them like they're a normal human being. And sometimes you gotta, you kind of gotta be disrespectful for them in order to be respectful for them, you know, and, and to bring them down to earth and to find their balance. And, you know, and, and I, you know, I enjoy doing that and, uh, you know, bring them back down to earth and, and, you know, as long as it's something that they want, you know, and again, that's, that's the same with, uh, like I say, you have to find what people really want. You know, for example, you know, I get people saying, oh, well, I, you know, I've been trying to quit smoking for years or I've been trying to give up drinking or I've been trying to give up drugs. You know, and, and the first question I always ask them is, well, why? Why do you want to stop drugs or smoking? Well, because my doctor says that I should or because it's not good for my health or because my family's harassing me. Well, but do you want to get, you know, is it something you're done with? Well, not really. Well, <laughs> so, so, you know, well, what have you tried to do to quit? Well, I've done all the acupuncture and I've gone to all the hypnotherapy and I've, done, I've gone into rehab and I've done this and I've done that, but I keep coming back to it. Well, sure, because you don't really want to. Yes. You know, do, you, do you actually enjoy doing it? Yeah, I love it. Well, <laughs> okay, so why, you know, why quit? You know, there's no point of you lying to yourself because with everything in life, you know, it's just like, again, I, I, you know, thinking about people who are trying to lose weight, you know, you see them, they go to the gym all the time and they claim they're eating all the right food. And when they go out to parties with their friends, they're the first to announce that they're on a diet and they can't eat this and they can't eat that. And they're on a special diet, but yet midnight, they've got their face stuck in the fridge and they're eating <laughs> chocolate cake and ice cream and sneaking into the stores. And, you know, so do you really want to lose weight? Or, or not, you know, and if you don't really want to achieve the goal that you're telling everybody you want to achieve, well, then you may as well save yourself a bunch of time and money and stress and just stop and be true to yourself and live the life that you're actually wanting to live until you get to the point where you want to do what you really want to do. Yes. And then change okay. becomes a must. And then, well, it not, doesn't become a must. It, it becomes natural. Yes. You know, because I'm sure you see people where change is a must. You know, they're dying of cancer, they're, you know, they're severely obese or they're wherever. I mean, that's a must. That's a great distinction. You know? Yes. But, but they don't, you know, they're still sneaking. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. So, you know, and I mean, how many movie stars or celebrities do we know that have dropped dead from drug overdose? I mean, they were at a point where it was a must. They had to change, but they didn't, and they chose not to, and they're no longer with us. So, you know, they never got to that point in their life where it was it was what they really wanted because there is more going on behind the scenes. Mm. You know? And they just didn't surround themselves with the right people that would support, you know, what they needed to do and what they wanted to do. I think Reg, this leads us to a very good transition now to, to step into the, the 10 keys to creating an extraordinary level of uh, mental and physical performance. Talk mm. me, where, where, where would you like to start there in terms of, I know you have these 10 keys that you, uh, you, you work within. What's, what's key number one? Key number one for me is always, always, always environment. Always. What is your home? You know, what, where is your castle? Where is your place to rejuvenate, recharge, restore yourself? Um, you know, again, talking about all the different things that we've just talked about, whether it's cancer, obesity, drug addiction, depression, uh, bad relationships, whatever. The biggest thing that I've learned is when I get into a person's home, and that's why I've designed my business the way that I, I have. Uh, I can really start to understand why a person is dealing with the issues that they're dealing with. You know, because when you see people outside of their home, when they come to my, my health and wellness center or they come to my clinics, you know, they say all the right things, you know, and they're going to the gym and they look quite healthy on the outside or they're, you know, they're trying to do all the right things. But boy, when you go home with them, it's a completely different world. And you just, the second you walk through the door, you go, okay, I get it. Now I understand why this person is living the way they are. Mm -hmm. So for me, environment is 100% key number one. And that's the first thing that I will look at and get involved in before I will even think about talking about nutrition or fitness or detoxing or anything else. Wow. Uh, and what's the next step after you've looked at the environment? Uh, after environment and getting very clear about that, of course, will be uh, nutrition you know, what you're fueling your body with, you know, and again, people, people so often say, oh, well, I'm clean and I'm healthy and I'm, I'm eating very well. But again, you, you open up their cupboards and you look at what they're actually eating, you know, and they've got all this low fat stuff, low sugar stuff, low stuff, whatever. And the foods that they're cooking with, the products that they're putting on their skin, right down to the, the shampoos and the soaps and the deodorants and the laundry detergents and, you know, everything in your home. I mean, people always say, oh, well, I'm just only using a little bit of this or only a little bit of that. Yeah, but you surround yourself with a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Before you know it, you're, you're living in a, such a toxic area. And, uh, you know, you're poisoning yourself every time you turn around. And uh, that really has a massive effect on how your body functions and how your brain functions. So fueling yourself is definitely key number two. Key number three is detoxing and cleansing. So along with all of this crap that we're surrounded with, and I, I tend to be, uh, you know, very um, aware of everything around me and everything I put on me and everything that I use. But at the same time, we, we have to be realistic that we live in a world where, you know, you don't want to be uh, stressed out about everything mm. because stress will cause as much hassle as everything else, if not more. So you have to be realistic and realize that we can't 100% protect ourselves from all the toxins and poisons in this world that we live in, in this 21st century. So detoxing and cleansing has to be a regular part of our life. And again, it doesn't have to be a stressful thing. It just has to be a normal part of what you do. 
And that can be everything from intermittent fasting, you know, whether it's a, a 24-hour water fast or different products that you use or whatever, just to allow your body to regularly cleanse and clean itself. Uh, after detoxing and cleansing is fitness. Uh, it's all about being active. And, uh, you know, when I talk about fitness, people are always wondering, well, what does that mean? Does I, you know, I hate going to the gym. Well, the reality is, is most people don't like going to the gym. And I'd, I'd guess that probably around uh, 70 to 80% of my clients never step foot in a gym. You know, and uh, I'm lucky enough to live in the south of Spain. And I love doing my, my training and my fitness outside. Amazing. And for fitness, I mean, that means uh, that could be anything. You know, I, I like to hike the mountains and, you know, I can do pretty much a full body exercise using trees and rocks and, you know, hiking a mountain and, you know, and everything. And, and uh, you know, you don't have to go to a gym and sit there for an hour and do 12 of these. Uh, you know, I find that exceptionally boring. That's amazing. I had, I had a guest on the show called uh, Jonathan Mead. I don't know if you know Jonathan, but he has a brand called The Uncaged Man. Mm. And his whole principle is about getting outdoors first and foremost. But then yes. it's all about how you can use your body in the outdoor environment and use nature as your gym to, Absolutely. to craft your health in your body. And it's uh, he's done some amazing things already with his new brand. So um, I should yeah, connect, yeah. connect you guys, actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm pushing 50 this year. Amazing. And, uh, you know, I'm at, uh, just over 7% body fat. Wow. So, and, and I, and I tend to maintain that pretty much year round. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm still feel like I'm 25 years old. I can outwork most of the people that I train with and, uh, you know, and it's not something that, you know, it, I'm not obsessed with it. It's just a way of life, you know, to, because, uh, I keep myself active and, uh, you know, and I look at ways to constantly be active. And the key thing is, is to find things that you enjoy. Yes. Uh, you know, I've written a couple of books about that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's finding the activities that you enjoy. And that can be anything from gardening to hiking to whatever. You, if you can imagine it, go out and do it, you know, and, and change it up all the time. You know? you know, if you think about gardening, you don't go out and you don't just dig a hole. You know, there's a lot more to gardening than digging a hole, you know. So if you think of all the different things that you can do to keep your body active, moving and, and uh, uh, being, uh, you know, doing things that get you out of breath a little bit and keep you moving, keep your body active, well, then you're going to be healthy, right? Absolutely. You don't want to be sitting on, the, on, a, on a chair watching, watching TV all the time. I guess one of, the cha- one of the challenges, interesting enough, um, one of the it, part of my daily routine every single day, you know, fitness is such an ingrained part of my routine to the point where if I miss it, I start to feel uncomfortable because I, I know yeah. that I know it's, it's, it's part that I've missed. And a lot of the guests that I've interviewed on the show, you know, real top performers, we, we, we hold that in common that taking care of our body is a foundation of success. But of I, know that, I know there's people out there who are, who are very, very successful and um, you know, lead very, very busy lives. How does someone who lives that kind of frantic lifestyle where they've got to balance family, they've got to balance business, they've got to balance everything in their life, how do, how do they begin to incorporate fitness on a simple level? What's the, what's the simplest way someone can create an impact in that area? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, again, I've written a book about that. Uh, and that's one of the biggest things that I incorporate into my client's life because, uh, you know, again, talking about the, the exceptionally high end clients that I work with, you know, everything from corporate executives to the movie stars, to the singers, to professional sports athletes, you know, it's, it's a matter of getting that right balance for you, you know, as human beings, doesn't matter what your title is or what type of work you do, you still need to look long term. 
you know, and a lot of these uh, 20-year-olds that I work with, these professional sports athletes that are just full of piss and vinegar, and they think <laughs> that, uh, you know, they're going to make hundreds of millions of dollars and and uh, that's all there is and their their whole life is going to be sports. You know, the reality is, is, is I show them uh, and introduce them to older um, sports athletes that I've worked with that are now in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s who, you know, are bankrupt or who have destroyed bodies or who have whatever, you know, who didn't find that balance in their life. And I ask them, you know, what do you really want? You know, yes, you need to be the best version of you now, but it's just like a corporate executive that's that's striving to earn as much money as he can now. Well, you don't want to, you know, have $100 million in the bank and end up at retirement with no friends and no family and no health. You know, what's the point? So you got a hundred million bucks in the bank and now you're sitting in an old folks home alone, uh, miserable and sick. You know, what's, what's the point? I mean, that's even if they make it to old age and if you're working at that level. (laughs) Exactly. If they haven't dropped dead before then. So, you know, it's a matter of being the best version of you, of yourself now and finding that balance. So what I do with my clients and I insist on this is to set themselves up as an individual. So I would say, Dan, Let's make another version of you. So you're going to be Tom. And let's put Tom as your million-dollar client, and you're going to schedule him into your schedule, your daily schedule. And because if I came to you and I'm Tom and I say, Dan, have, uh, you know, how busy are you? Are you pretty busy? And you say, yeah, man, I'm book solid. I, I work all the time, and I, you know, I've got my family, and i got this, and i got that. I, ha- you know, I haven't got 10 minutes in the day. And I go, well, you know, I, I would really love to work with you. And I've, uh, you know, I've, I've saved up a million dollars. And I'd be willing to give you that million dollars if you'd work with me to teach me what it is that you know. Would you have time to work with me? Well, all of a sudden, all these other <laughs> stresses and problems of your life would probably quickly disappear. Yes. Uh, because you would, see the, so you would see that million bucks that I've got shaken in front of you. And so you really are the million dollar client because without you, I mean, if you got sick today, Dan, who's going to look after your business? Mm, Who's going to look after your family? Who's going to look after your health? Who's going to look after everything? Well, nobody, you know, you might have some friends and people that would jump in, but pretty much your life would go into the toilet. So you have to put yourself first. You have to. And, and it doesn't mean you're scheduling two hours, three hours, four hours a day. But the reality is, is you can tone your body in three to five minutes, multiple times a day. Well, how many times do you go up and go to the bathroom during the day? How long does that take you? You know, from the time you get up to to the time you go when you come back, you know, two, three, four, five minutes. Well, I can show you how to exercise in that amount of time where you're almost getting a full body exercise. And if you do that all day long, I guarantee you within two to three weeks, your complete body shape will change. Now you incorporate that with making sure that you're eating the right foods and you're, uh, you're hydrating your body on a regular basis and all these things, I don't care what type of work you're doing. If you're stuck behind a computer screen 10 hours a day and that's your job and you have to do it because you've got a deadline, I can still work your body out completely while you're sitting behind the desk and all you need is a bottle of water sitting beside you. And, uh, you know, make sure that you get up and move like you're going to go to the bathroom a couple times a day. I mean, it's amazing, can, it's amazing to, be able yeah, to yeah. incorporate those things into your day-to-day lifestyle. It's really Absolutely. interesting. Yeah. My, my, and, um, and just like a diet, it's not, oh, I'm going to do this for a short time until I lose 10 pounds. It's this is now how I'm going to be living my life. 
And if you do simple, easy, little steps that you can incorporate into your life that are attainable and are achievable and are enjoyable, you're going to do it and you're going to do it forever and you're going to see the benefits and you're going to keep doing it. You said you'd written a, a book on that topic, Reg. What was the name of yes. that book? Yeah, How to Exercise Without Exercising. Amazing. It's funny, my uh, my personal trainer working with the, one of the top guys out of London, he's got me in the morning when I'm brushing my teeth, I'm flexing my pectorials exactly. to exhaustion while I'm brushing yeah, my yeah. teeth. It's, it's great. Absolutely. Yeah, and you can do lunges, you can do squats, you can do uh, calf lasers, you can, you know, all kinds of things while you're brushing your teeth. It's endless. Amazing. So yeah. we, 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 we looked at environment, nutrition, detoxification, fitness. What's key number five? Key number five is mentoring. Mentoring and coaching. Um, I know a lot of people don't uh, don't really understand what that actually means, and uh, but the reality is is asking and accepting help is one of the most important things that you can do in your life. Now, people seem to think that if you ask for help, it shows weakness. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the most successful people on the planet, they all ask for and most importantly accept the help from the people that know what they're talking about. Absolutely. If you don't do that, then you are constantly recreating the wheel that somebody else already knows how to do. You know, you're wasting your time, you're wasting your money, and people say, oh, well, I can't afford to invest in that. Well, here's a a little fact. You are investing in it. You're investing in it whether you're paying somebody else or whether you're not paying somebody else. Because if you're not paying somebody else, you're spending money somehow, in some way, to learn how to do it yourself. And I can guarantee you, it's going to take you longer and cost you way more than if you hired somebody that knew what the hell they're doing. So mentoring and coaching is very, very important to achieve whatever goals it is that you want to achieve. And not only are you going to learn how to do it properly, you're going to achieve it faster, but it's always different when you are being held accountable to somebody else. You know, we think that we are very strong mentally, but the reality is, is we are never as strong on our own as we are when we're teamed up with somebody else. So surround yourself with the people who are going to hold you accountable to being the best version of yourself. If somebody is below you, they're going to want to keep you down. So don't surround yourself with people who are going to go, oh, it's okay. Just have this piece of chocolate cake today. It's all right. Just have the one. No. You want people around you that are going to go, what the hell are you doing? You don't need that. Don't have it. <laughs> right? Absolutely. So, yeah. I mean, that, 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 that concept itself, I mean, if, if I was to identify one common thread out of all of the guests I've interviewed for this show, mentoring is the number one thing that comes through. When I asked the question at yeah. the end of, end of the show, what is the one thing you would do differently if you were starting all over again? All yeah. of them would say, all of them have said, pretty much, I'd say 100% of the guests have said in some form or another, I would have got a mentor and I would have got the best mentor I could afford at the earliest possible convenience because it would have transformed their life, their business so much faster than trying to go alone and yeah, make all those mistakes themselves when they can, they can learn through a mentor who's already learned how to you know, achieve the result they're looking to achieve. Absolutely. I mean, if you haven't got a mentor and a coach guiding you and directing you to be the best version of yourself, I mean, you're missing so much. Absolutely. So what's, what's key number six? Key number six is, um, well, we went through guide, uh, mentoring and coaching. Cheapers, I got, I'm pulling a mind blank. You got my book there in front of you, don't you? I have, yes. So we've, we've covered environment, nutrition, detoxification, fitness, mentoring. Um, we've got body therapy. Uh, yeah, therapy. 
Body therapy, I find very important. I, I have put it lower down on the list, uh, although I feel it's very important. Now, that's something that I do myself on a regular basis. I go for a massage on a, on a weekly basis, at least once a week, if not more, depending on how I'm feeling or what I've done. Um, the reality is, is mentally, we are very strong. Spiritually, uh, you know, I know where the world is kind of opening up to uh, we're, that we're spiritual beings living in a, in a mental body or a physical body. But we have to find that balance between spiritual, mental, and physical. Uh, and if your body is not functioning properly, it's going to affect everything else. You know, just imagine stubbing your toe. You know, it doesn't matter how mentally strong you are. Uh, if your toe is hurting, it's going to affect everything. You know, whether you're in the gym, whether you're going to a meeting or whatever. Uh, so you have to look after your physical body. And uh, that's where things like yoga come in. Uh, for meditation, to clear the mind, and to make sure that the body is stretched and breathing and the organs are functioning properly, and just to make sure that you're relaxed, you know, eliminating the stress and the disease out of your body uh, to function the best version of yourself. You know, I see so many people that, you know, especially corporate executives are like this, you know, they're, they're far overweight, you know, they've got no energy, you look at them and they're gray, their eyes are dim, they, they figure that they can uh, live off of four hours of sleep a night, and as long as they're dumping an Egg McMuffin and a cup of cup of coffees down their throat every day and they're still breathing, they're great. Well, the reality is they're just fooling themselves, you know, and they're, they're heading for an early grave. Because, I mean, scientifically, medically, and realistically, it is proven over and over that when your body is not functioning, your mind just is not going to be as strong and as powerful as it could be. And that's the difference between somebody who is highly successful and goes in and, and gets that $100 million deal and somebody who doesn't, you know. And, uh, you know, with these corporate executives, just like a professional sports athlete, you know, the difference between somebody who is highly successful and somebody who's not quite there can be as little as 0.01%, you know. So do you want to be exceptional or do you just want to be average, you know, and again, it's, it's getting very clear on who you want to be and, and how you want to live your life. You know, do you want to drop dead of a heart attack at 55 years old? Or do you want to live to your 80 or 90 and, and be powerful and still climbing mountains and playing with your grandkids at that age? You know, every day is a lifestyle choice, right? Lifestyle. So I think lifestyle is the next key, in fact, when you look at the, uh, the list. So what's, what, what, what is, how important is lifestyle? What does that mean in the context of uh, taking care of your health and achieving exceptional performance? Well, again, I've, I've kind of mentioned that throughout uh, with environment and with choices. I mean, lifestyle choice is everything. And that comes down to everything that you do. Every minute of every day, we have a choice. You know, do you love uh, the people that you surround yourself with? Do you love your job? Do you love the home that you live in? You know, I, I have a very strong uh, saying that I, I have to live by for myself. And it's either a hell yes or it's a hell no. Nice. You know, and, and if I'm not, if I don't feel that this is absolutely what I want to be doing, I don't do it. You know, and that might seem harsh, but the reality is, is it's just helped me to be a completely different person. You know, happier, healthier, more successful I enjoy life so much more. I feel more energized. You know, if you're constantly doing things that are a hell no, you know, it, it's a constant drain, you know. And, uh, you know, right down to the home you live in. And again, this comes back to environment and why I have uh, environment as, as key number one. 
How do you feel when you go home at night? Do you walk into your home or even before that when you're driving home? Are you thinking, God, I can't wait to get home. I love my home. I can't wait to get there. Or are you thinking, oh, crap. You know, I'm going to take the long way around. I'm going to do some sightseeing. I might stop and look at the stars for a while. When you pull into your driveway, do you sit and play on your phone? You know, do you take your time going into the home? And when you get in, it's like, oh, my God, just leave me alone. I want to plop in front of the TV and pretend like, uh, you know, I'm in my little cave. <laughs> you know, if, if you're living like that, that is killing you. I mean, how, how, does, how does someone change? I mean, I, I, I know a number of people like that. I've got a, a friend of mine who, you know, he told me that you know, when he gets home, he stands outside of his front door for just a moment and just breathes in to kind of reset and set himself up to enter the home. I mean, how, how does yeah. someone make a radical change in that so that they can completely change, you know, their, their perspective or the way they see their home environment? What are some of the changes they can, they can make to, to make a real shift in that area? Well, I mean, of course, as, as individuals, and each of our own life is different, but I mean, radical change is needed, you know, and I, I mean, personally, I lived in that situation, and just one day, I just said, that's it, that's enough, I walked into the house, I packed a backpack, and I left all my shit, all my stuff, all my negativity, and I just packed up, you know, my bare necessities, and I left, and I never looked back, and it was the best thing I ever did. You know, but the reality is, is I knew years before that's what I needed to do. Yes. And the, the problem is, is most of us are living in a life where we know we have to make a change. We just hate our lives, but yet we keep doing it, you know, and it's either, oh, we have to do this because of the family or we have to do this because of religion or we, you know, or society or my parents or my whatever, or my whatever bullshit, you know, we don't. Because the reality is, is if we are living in a lifestyle that is draining us of the energy that makes us be the best version of ourselves, then all we're doing is we're robbing the people around us who care about us and who we can help. You know, in my business where I'm a health and health, health and wellness specialist, and I'm supposed to be helping other people to, to live exceptionally high levels of natural, mental, and physical performance, if I feel like crap, well, how the hell am I going to help anybody else to feel great? You know, and I look at these personal trainers who are all overweight or these doctors <laughs> who look like shit. You know, well, how are you supposed to help other people achieve their goals when you look and act and feel like that? You know, so we have to have to for ourselves and our family, especially if we've got children. You know, do we want to raise our children to be like us? to live nasty, miserable, unhealthy lives? Or do we want to teach our children that, hey, you know, in life we have to make really tough decisions that maybe people are going to judge us for and be negative as before, but hey, we are going to show our kids that when we are true to ourselves, we become a best version of ourselves. And when we're the best version of ourselves, we can actually help others more. And we become a more positive influence on multiple people in the world. Well, you know, if, if you're a believer in God and you believe in religion, you know, God has put us here to be the best version of ourselves possible. You know, are we mocking God or, you know, not doing uh, the best version of ourselves by, by holding ourselves down, by keeping our light dimmed, by being a sick version of ourselves? You know, is, is that if God was standing beside you, would he say, 
yeah, you know, your partner doesn't want you to become successful because it might hurt their feelings or all of your friends are all fat and overweight. And if you started getting healthy and feeling good, it would upset them. So you better stay fat and unhealthy too. So you don't hurt their feelings. Is that what God would say to you? I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. (laughs) You know, he'd say, holy crap, man, get away from those people. Yes. You know, you, you can help those people by becoming the best version of yourself. You're going to help people more by being a better version of yourself than by staying down in the gutters with them. Mm. And there's a couple of things there that I'd like to touch on. I remember a time, um, this is in my mid twenties when I was a little bit of a wild, wild man. Uh, I'm a lot different. I've moved on a lot since then, but there was a, a there was a, you know, asked about your defining moment. I had, a, I had a very specific defining moment in my life. And, uh, one of the decisions I made that I was no longer going to be drinking alcohol. And, um, and at that up until that point, I'd certainly been drinking my fair share of alcohol. So it was a big decision to make. And, uh, I remember one night I was out with my friends and I, I, I hadn't been drinking anything at all. And, uh, my friend buys me a glass of champagne and he said, this is your champagne. Then I got this for you. And I was like, buddy, I've already told you I'm quitting alcohol. And he, he was, you know, the kind of person who's hassling, hassling, hassling. But I looked him in the eye and said, listen, I respect you as my friend. I appreciate your gift, your gesture. However, I'm politely declining and I politely request that you support what I'm trying to do here. And in that moment, you know, it's a connection eye to eye. He got it. And he, you know, he stopped at that point. He was always, the, he was always the party starter. He's a great guy, great friend, love him to bits. Um, but he was always the party starter. And in that moment, our relationship changed in, in a very empowering way. And, and yeah. you talk about becoming a role model. At that point, I started entering the gym, eating healthily. I gave up alcohol, really radically shifted my life. And as a result, guess what? He started making some changes in his life as well. Exactly. And, um, exactly. And, and the next point is more recently, I had a very good conversation with her. I have an accountability partner who I speak with every single morning. And last week he asked me, um, if there was a CCTV camera in your house, would your future self be proud of everything they saw you doing? Exactly. Yes, day? I love that. Every single day, that's the first thing I think about. You know, I'm looking, I'm evaluating exactly how I use every moment of my time now. I think, am I, how am I showing up? How am I showing up when I'm yeah. speaking to my partner? How am, I, how am I showing up when I'm buying something at the shop? Am I being full, full me? Am I being a role model? Am I something I would respect? I think that's so, yeah. so powerful. But the question I have for you, Reg, linked to both those points is, um, what do you think it is? What's the primary reason that prevents someone from making that shift? You know, they've, they've got that deep dissatisfaction, but what is it that stops them from making a change? Fear. Fear. Yeah. Fear, fear of not fitting in, fear of not being accepted, fear of their friends, you know, fear of their family, fear of religion, fear of society, fear of standing out. Yeah. And, and in your experience, how does someone then overcome that fear? You know, they've got a desire. It, it to has to be a life and, choice. Yes. You know, and, and again, that's one of the hardest things that I've had to come to a realization in my life. I've, I've worked with people who, who are absolutely in the slums, like right at the point of death, failure, they've lost everything. And they turn that whole thing around and become hugely successful, more successful than they ever were. And at the same time, I've worked with people who have everything who are hugely successful and have lost everything and actually ended up dead uh, just because they haven't made that mental shift. So acceptance of what people choose. You know, the hardest part of my business is to realize I can't do for other people. I can guide, I can, I can support, I can love, 
I can encourage, I can kick people in the ass, but I cannot do it for them. And people have to get to that point where they make a choice and they really have to decide, what do I really want? You know, what's more important to me? To be the best version of myself or to stay here miserable, sick, failure, depressed, and stay where I am so that I don't make other people uncomfortable. You know, and, and that's a, that's an individual choice that each of us have to make. And unfortunately, you know, we're, or fortunately, however you want to look at it, not everybody wants to be successful. Not everybody wants to achieve the goals that they claim they want to achieve. Some people just want to live the lifestyle that they're living. Absolutely. I mean, I had a good conversation with Rob Moore this morning for, for a podcast and we talked about, he's a, he's a guy in the property field and as you know, and uh, he talked about the difference between a landlord and a tenant. And he said, the key thing that separates them is the landlord wants to be a landlord and the tenant wants to be a tenant, but there's also tenants who want to be landlords, but it's the, it's the fear that holds them back. And it makes, it's a decision that you have to make to make that change and, and to be Absolutely. Will, to, willing to make sacrifices Absolutely. to make that happen. Absolutely. So the last key reg of, of the 10 is uh, maintenance. What does that mean? Yeah. Maintenance that comes back to support and also, uh, you know, turning it, Turn, turning your mind from realizing that, hey, I'm going to go on a diet or, hey, I'm going to go to the gym until I, I achieve this goal to I am changing my lifestyle. You know, this is I, I haven't enjoyed being where I was and now I'm more focused on where I want to be and how I want to maintain it. So it's, it's just like looking at retirement. You know, you don't you don't work for five years and save all your money you know, when you're 20 or 30 years old and go, okay, now I've saved my five grand and I'm ready for retirement. Now I'm going to go out and carry on doing what I've always done. No, you keep working and you keep saving money until retirement, until you've got enough to retire on that's going to maintain you for the rest of your life. And your body is exactly the same. You know, you, you can't wait until retirement to decide, oh, now I'm going to take time for mm, myself. Mm. Now I'm going to lose weight. Now I'm going to get fit. Now I'm going to be healthy. Now I'm going to get my mind clear and, and organized. No, you have to start doing that now, long before the time that you need it. So that when that time comes, you're there, you know, and at 60, 70, 80 years old, you're enjoying the life that you want to live, you know, and that, you know, you look around and. I mean, I've got people around me right now. I've got, you know, I've got friends in their seventies, eighties and nineties that, you know, could outwork me. You know, they, you know, they're climbing mountains, they're traveling the world, they're living their life and having a blast. I've got other people around me who are in their sixties and seventies, you know, who are shuffling around and they can't even bend over and tie up their own shoes and they, you know, they're pissing their pants and they're, (laughs) you know, they may as well be sitting in an old folks home. Well, what's the difference between the two? laziness, you know, not not planning for the future, not caring, thinking that the, that they're, they're uh, you know, all powerful and it's not going to happen to them. Well, you know, we all have choices to live. And maintenance is about realizing that we have to keep doing what it is that we need to do in order to achieve what we want. You know, it's not a short-term thing. It's a lifestyle, you know, and that's what maintenance is all about. And that comes back to, again, surrounding yourself with the people who are living that same type of lifestyle and uh, just being very clear in your mind of what you as an individual really want. You know, not lying to yourself and saying, well, this is what I should do, but actually being honest and clear and doing it, getting up every day and doing the little things, those tiny steps that help you to achieve the big goals that you want. 
and that's mm. maintenance. Mm. I think it's fascinating how you, you made the, the parallel to to pensions and planning for the future in terms of financial planning. And there's been a lot in the press, particularly in the UK, around the pensions gap, they call it, in terms of people's financial uh, deficits they're likely to face. But the reality is that I think the health the health crisis is so much larger that absolutely even to the point where you know people are worried about not having enough money when they retire. It's like, well, you'll be the way people are going to be lucky to reach retirement age, the way some people absolutely. live their lives. So yeah. I think in terms of priorities, you know, we talked about, a little touch on values, but I think if you make health and fitness your foundation, then everything else will succeed from there. And it's, 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 I evaluate my priorities every single year. And, and last year, interestingly enough, I decided that I was, I was going to – health and fitness was always my number one priority when I made the commitment to change my life. Cool. But last year, I put business at number one. And what was really interesting is that my health deteriorated – yeah. And my business failed, not failed, but when it, it deteriorated with it. So yep. the fact that I'd taken the attention of my body had a, had a knock-on effect on almost every area of my life. So it just shows Absolutely. how important it is to set that as a base. Yeah. Um, so before we hit into the final round, I just, got to, I just want to briefly touch on a subject. Um, and again, using myself as a personal example, I, and, I, and I strive to live, live by the highest standards when it comes to nutrition, fitness, mindfulness, and lifestyle, and spending time away from my, you know, from the, from the city and getting into nature. But there's been a couple of times in my life where stress through the pressures I put upon myself have, have, have literally made me ill. You know, despite all that stuff, I thought I'd have this bulletproof health, but the stress was so powerful that it made me ill in those moments. How does someone tackle stress? How does someone prevent stress? What, what are your top tips for overcoming like a stressful lifestyle? Yeah, again, that, that comes back to my million dollar client. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. You have to, have to, have to, have to, no matter what, put yourself first. I don't give a crap what job you do, how much stress you have, how many, you know, uh, goals that you've got, you know, what pressures you have on your life. You have five minutes a number of times a day. You have as many hours in the day as everybody else. Set the alarm in your phone, set the clock, do, you know, do whatever you have to do. But you make sure that when you wake up in the morning, you've got a routine. You don't get up early enough to, you know, do a bit of exercise, to go for a walk, to, you know, whatever, to make sure that you're, you're fueling your body properly, you're drinking your water, you're doing your mantras, you're doing whatever you need to clear your mind. You know, at the end of the day, again, clear your mind. Get rid of your cell phones, get rid of your computers, turn off the lights, you know, have a bit of candlelight around you, maybe some music or play a guitar or whatever you enjoy doing, but clear your mind of all the shit and just give yourself a chance to wind down. Focus on the things that are important to you. Spend time with your kids, spend time with your loved ones, you know, have some fun, go for a walk, whatever. You know, you have to put time throughout the day. You know, um, especially for computer workers and people who are office workers, every half an hour I say, get up and do something. Mm. You know, uh, I, I do little fun games like every time the phone rings, stand up or, you know, or, or you know, you know about uh, just tensing your body up, you know, working different muscles in your body. You, yeah. you know, you can you can tone your whole body without without actually doing anything. <laughs> you know, just, you know, just as I'm talking, I'm, I'm working out my legs right now, nice. you know, just by tensing up the, the muscles. So you can do things like that, you know, do a little twist, do some core exercises, uh, things like that. So that your body is being active. You're getting the blood flow, the oxygen flow through your body. You know, you have to clear your mind once in a while of things. Because again, I, I'm a big believer in, in, in there's too much health. 
you know, and I, when I say that, I think about these people who spend hours and hours in the gym. They stress constantly about the foods that they're eating. How many calories are they eating? What, you know, am I eating organic? Am I doing this? Am I doing that? Well, I'm telling you, these people are going to end up sicker faster than uh, somebody who's out eating chocolate cake and smoking cigars all night long, mm. you know, because uh, the stress is going to kill them faster than anything else. So you have to get rid of the stress, you know, and you have to find that time and make the time for yourself to do things that you enjoy doing. And it doesn't have to be hours and hours. It, you know, it's amazing what five minutes will do. You know, have you ever just taken your girlfriend or your partner and just gone for a, one night somewhere, gone and stayed in a hotel somewhere, take off on a Friday night or a yes, Saturday night? Yes, yeah, we have. We were, yeah. just we were just talking about that last week. Yeah. So, I mean, you do that and just one night away, you come back and you feel completely recharged. You think, holy crap, I feel like I've gone for the whole weekend. You know, so it doesn't take a whole lot of time to recharge your body. And if you do tiny little things all day long, you are going to make a massive change in your body. And that's what I talk about, making little tiny things part of your lifestyle. You know, it's the small things. It's not, I'm going to go spend two hours in the gym. It's, I'm going to do five minutes. I'm going to go for a five-minute walk. I'm going to go walk up and down the stairs in my office building just for five minutes. You know, and when you do stuff like that all day long, it just gives you that opportunity to, to allow your body and your mind to eliminate that stress. Awesome. Awesome. So we're just going to move now into the quick fire final round. We've got three quick fire questions for you, Reg. Um, I'm excited uh, about the next section to hear what you've got to offer. So the first question is, um, if you had to start from scratch all over again, knowing everything you know right now, it could be health, it could be business, what would be the first thing you would do? Good question. Good question. Health. Health. Yeah, that comes back to, you know, being the best version of myself first. I, you know, I can't be stressed out and overweight and not feeling very good about myself and then try to teach other people how to do it. You know, so, so yeah, I'd take care of myself first. Cool. I'd get feeling really good, really passionate about myself and very clear on what it is that I want to do. As far as I'm concerned, passion is everything. Awesome. You know, if you're passionate about what you do, you can achieve anything. I love that. And the next question is, what's the most game-changing piece of advice that you've ever personally received and then implemented? Uh, it would almost be the same as question number one, passion. You know, uh, you know I, I've, I've taken a lot of courses. I've got a lot of education. I've, I've done a lot of different things. I've traveled the world. I've lived all over the place. And it comes back to passion. I mean, the, the number one thing, that I, when I was a kid, especially with my dad being so sick, uh, I hung around with a lot of old people. And the, the number one thing that really stuck to me was all these old people going, I wish I would have done this when I was young. I wish mm. I would have done that. You know, if I would have known, I should have left him. I should have got a divorce. I should have done this. I should have done that. And so I grew up going, crap, man, I'm, I'm not going to grow old doing that. So I've kind of lived my life going, you know what? I love people and I love my family and I love everybody, but I'm not going to live my life for them. You know, I have to be true to myself. And if it doesn't feel right for me, I'm out of here. And that's kind of where I came up with the hell yes or hell no. You know, if it's not a hell yes for me, I'm out of there. I love it. And the final question is, what does it mean to be unstoppable to you? Um, just to be very clear, I mean, people keep telling me I'm unstoppable because I've had this goal of building my health and wellness center where I'm going to bring uh, traditional medicine and alternative medicine together under one roof. You know, I see the magic in the 21st century science and I see the, the magic in alternative health of, you know, what, what we've known as human beings for thousands and thousands of years. And I, I'm frustrated with why there's that battle between the two and why, 
you know, people mock and laugh at traditional medicine that's been proven to work, uh, where they think it's okay to uh, shove man-made drugs in you that, uh, you know, have labels full of stuff that do far more damage than good. So my, my goal and my passion is to bring the uh, the two together. And I'm uh, my goal is uh, to bring the, a health and wellness center and, and bring a bunch of specialists together that can... Uh, help educate people in that uh, that education awesome and then the final thing reg is for, for the listeners today how how are they best find out about your work and how can they how can they contact you they can google me i'm all over the internet they can go to my website which is uh and i'm building my on health uh, my it's called the ultimate health university uh, and that's ultimatehealthuniversity.com. And I've got 15 online courses, which we're going to be releasing over the next little while. I've got seven books that I've written over the last little while, and they're uh, being released as well. And uh, I also uh, still, my passion is working one-on-one with people. So uh, they can uh, you know, get a hold of me and discuss uh, any of their needs. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Well, Reg, it's been a fascinating show. Um, just listening to you speak throughout this session just makes me want to come and spend time with you because I can just visualize the kind of power and true essence of life you can experience, uh, from, from, from working with you. So, um, a really fascinating episode. I'd, I'd like to thank you for your time and your insight and being so open and, and sharing not only your personal journey, but some of your, uh, client stories and all the key principles for, uh, becoming great from taking yourself from great to extraordinary. It's a, it's a really fascinating subject and I've really enjoyed discussing it with you today. So I'd like to thank you personally for being on the show and I'm uh, really excited to share this with the listeners. Excellent. Well, I really enjoyed it myself. Thanks for your time, man. How fantastic was today's show? I feel rejuvenated just listening to Reg, such an incredibly wise and humble gentleman who's done some amazing things with some amazing people. So it's absolutely fantastic to hear his secrets to lasting health and pure vitality. On Monday's show next week, I'll be sharing my own key takeaways from my time with Reg today. And I'd also love to hear what you learned. So please do visit the blog Check out the show notes and come and leave a comment at www.danjgregory.com forward slash 33. In addition, if you're not already part of the Unstoppable Mastermind on Facebook, come and join the conversation at unstoppablepodcast.com forward slash tribe or search for Unstoppable Mastermind directly on Facebook. Ladies and gents, I have some big news. We finally have our first female guest coming up on the Unstoppable podcast. It's it's long overdue, and I'm delighted to announce that our first female guest is an absolute rock star. Our first female guest will be appearing on the show next Thursday is Marcy Locke. Marcy Locke is known as the ultimate life catalyst, and she works with global influencers, game-changing leaders, and high-performing entrepreneurs to help them to live an epic life in every area. Marcy has appeared on TV around the world, she's spoken on global stages, and she's touched and transformed thousands of lives through her Average to Awesomeness movement. Her mind-body breakthrough programs and her hands-on experiential events and retreats, such as the Goddess Revolution Experience, the Badass Breakthrough Catalyst Adventure Series, amongst many others. In next week's episode, we're going to take an intense and deep dive into how to live a fucking fantastical life, in her words, in every area of your being. Marcy will show you how to overcome the internal bullshit that is stopping you from having it all. You will not want to miss next week's show, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes to make sure you don't miss it. And by the way, if you haven't checked out the free 10-part series on how to achieve your most adventurous goals, 
do jump back to episode one to start your journey today. Until next time, it's time to unleash your greatness, build your empire, and live your ultimate life. You are unstoppable. <laughs>